This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, November 29th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. How do social, political, and economic freedom interact to produce the outcomes we all value? Safety, high incomes, education, and others. The Human Freedom Index is an attempt to detail various freedoms and how they interact. Ian Vasquez is one of the authors of the report. We spoke last week. How does this differ from other uh, reports that tend to focus on economic freedom? Well, this is a, a broad measure of human freedom. It takes into account economic, personal, and civil freedom. And so it doesn't just focus on one uh, aspect of freedom. And it's fairly comprehensive. We're using 79 distinct indicators for 159 countries in those broad areas uh, so that it's really the first uh, human freedom index uh, of its kind that is uh, as comprehensive. What are the best predictors to the extent that we uh, have them of outcomes that we all value, like high incomes, sanitation, that sort of thing? Well, I mean, we see that there's a strong relationship between high levels of human freedom and uh, prosperity and access to safe drinking water and longevity and all sorts of things. Um, and one of the reasons that we put this out, which is really a, an empirical measure of uh, the level of human freedom in so many different areas, uh, is to be able precisely to look at the relationship between the different kinds of freedoms uh, and how they interact with outcomes and with each other. So we've put this data out, and uh, the research on that is beginning, but it's uh, fairly uh, clear that human freedom plays a central role in human progress. We just have to uh, do more research in that regard. We, we know a lot about economic freedom and how it uh, predicts certain things with respect to uh, outcomes, but what are some of the things that are sort of less tangible that uh, are, are sort of harder to understand about you know, personal freedom and, and how that is either a cause of or a product of uh, outcomes that we value? Well, I mean, we're looking at uh, broad areas like the rule of law and safety and security, and um, there isn't any uh, guidebook as to how much weight to give those uh, variables, even though we think uh, they're important. So we give them a certain amount of weight. Uh, uh, we think that we're doing a reasonable job there, and we let people uh, determine uh, on their own because this is a transparent uh, uh, report where all the data is made available if they disagree, if the reader disagrees, they can give it the, its own weight, to try to determine the answer to that question, uh, what is more important. And I think that uh, as uh, researchers start looking into this uh, database, they're going to be uh, coming up with interesting answers. It, it seems to me that, that uh, the rule of law and safety and security is uh, a fundamental uh, area of freedom. If you, if you don't have that, uh, it's very difficult to, to have other freedoms. But once you have that, there's a lot more that needs to be done, freedom of movement, freedom of association, freedom of expression, and so on, uh, that can come out of that. Rule of law is, seems like a pretty fuzzy or at least a very difficult measure to get at. How does this report assess rule of law in you know, various you know, widely varying regimes around the world? Well, we, we really have two measures of rule of law. One is it relates to uh, economic freedom. 
so that uh, if there's uh, good respect for property rights and contract and the court system will uphold those uh, as long as well as some other uh, measures, then uh, a country has a decent rule of law. We also uh, look at uh, rule of law from the perspective of due process, from the perspective of how uh, a defendant is treated by uh, the government, whether he gets a, uh, a, uh, treated fairly or is abused, that kind of thing. So uh, we use databases that are from the World Justice Project and uh, from other sources that are reputable, including the World Bank on rule of law. Who did the best? Who did the worst? The top, uh, the top countries are Hong Kong, Switzerland, New Zealand, Ireland, uh, and Denmark. Uh, those are the top five uh, jurisdictions. And uh, Australia, Canada, and the United Kingdom actually tie for sixth place with Finland and the Netherlands uh, coming in after the, afterwards. So those are the top ten uh, countries. And uh, that basically means that most of those countries, all of them actually, score highly both on personal and on economic freedom. And in fact, Switzerland is the one country out of that list that, that is in the top 10 of both uh, indexes. All right. So uh, in terms of trends, this is a relatively new report. So it's, it's hard to see a, a trend line in the overall picture. But of course, we know that economic freedom around the world uh, hasn't been so hot lately. No. What we've seen, especially since the onset of the financial crisis in 2008, is that a lot of, uh, especially the, the OECD countries, the rich uh, countries, went through a period where there was a decrease in economic freedom and then, uh, more recently, a recuperation, an, an increase. And countries like the United States certainly had a pronounced uh, drop. And it's starting to pick up again. but. Uh, is still not, in the case of the United States, back up to the level of where it was uh, before uh, the crisis, certainly not before uh, its what I would call a long-term decline beginning in the year 2000 or so that the United States has had in, in economic freedom. And if you look at uh, overall human freedom, uh, sticking to the United States, you see that from 2008, which is when our data begins for, for broad human freedom measures, the United States drops in ranking from 16th to 23rd place uh, this year, or 2014, which is the, the last year for which we have data available. So the United States is no longer, it's no longer a country that you can call uh, the bastion of, of liberty, as I think many Americans traditionally have, have seen this country. One of the things that we can look at with this data, for example, is the relationship between uh, human freedom and other outcomes like uh, political regimes. We define human freedom as the absence of coercive uh, uh, constraint. And so um, it's, it's the idea that you can lead your life the way that you want as long as you respect the equal rights uh, of others. And one of the things that this report permits us to do is to measure uh, human freedom and compare it to outcomes like uh, political regime. And we find that there's a strong relationship between uh, human freedom and democracy, even though they're not the same thing. And uh, in that sense, Hong Kong being at the top of the list is, is an outlier. It's a very unique uh, experiment. 
And I think that in the years to come, it'll be very useful to see how uh, its freedoms hold up uh, even as uh, people are advocating for more democracy there. And uh, at the same time, the Communist Party in, in Beijing uh, wants to in, apparently intervene uh, more uh, in that city. So that's uh, going to be useful to, to have this uh, objective uh, indicator to be able to measure actually what we're uh, observing. Other things that we can observe from the data is that uh, if you look at the way that countries uh, or regions uh, rank in terms of overall freedom, economic freedom, and personal freedom, the tendency is for the least free countries overall uh, to have relatively higher levels of economic freedom compared to personal freedom. And as you become uh, more free, uh, countries tend to have greater personal freedom than economic freedom. And that's consistent with the view that as countries uh, that are backward in development and, and human freedoms start to increase their levels of economic freedom, at some point that, that economic freedom looks like it sustains other freedoms and nourishes them. And uh, one of the conclusions of this report is that you have to have uh, the broad array of freedoms to sustain each other. And certainly, if you want to have a high level of personal freedom, you better maintain high levels of economic freedom. Ian Vasquez is co-author of The Human Freedom Index, available today at Cato.org. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.